to another edition of the Australian DX Report. This is Bob Padula in Melbourne, Australia, bringing to you our latest roundup of news concerning shortwave broadcasting stations around the world. We include information concerning propagation reports, monitoring information, solar activity news, schedule information and other items of interest to shortwave monitoring enthusiasts. A reminder that all times we give in these programs are in UTC, also known as GMT, and all frequencies are in kilohertz. Solar activity has increased recently. The latest report from the Department of Space Services in Sydney, New South Wales, had these comments. Solar activity was low on UT Day 11 November, with a C 2.6 flare from the new region. There is currently two numbered regions on the visible disk. No earthward directed CMEs were observed in available coronagraph images. Solar activity is expected to be mostly low for the next three UT days. On UT Day 11 November, the solar wind speed was near its nominal levels, under 350 kilometres per second. The total IMF varied mostly between 3.8 NT and the north-south component of the IMF range was plus or minus 4 NT. The solar wind speed is expected to remain near its nominal levels for the next three UT days which at the time of writing were 12 to 14 November. The 10.7 centimetre solar radio flux has increased to 88 that's 88 and the daily equivalent sun, smooth sunspot number has moved up to 32 that's 32. This increase in solar activity has resulted in improved propagation and transmission into Melbourne here in southeastern Australia, particularly in our post-sunrise period on frequencies below about 12 MHz. This is a short summary made between 1900 and 1930 of key frequency occupancies as monitored here in Melbourne. 6060, the voice of the Islamic Republic of Iran, carrying its Arabic service. 6130, Swaziland, Transworld Radio from the Manzini transmitting station in African languages. 6170, Bulgaria, the BBC using the relay at Kostinbrod with programming in Persian. On the same frequency at the same time, the voice of Korea from North Korea with its European service in German causing interference to the BBC. 6180 Romania, Radio Romania International in its German transmissions. 7310 China, Taiwan, the Sound of Hope, the politically based station broadcasting in Chinese and 7315 France Radio Television Marocaine broadcasting 
from Essendon, a relay station in trance with programming in Arabic. Well, that was a short summary of frequency occupancies made here in Melbourne recently between 1900 and 1930, and most of those frequencies are new frequencies recently introduced for the new B20 international transmission season. Here's a report now from the High Frequency Coordination Committee which regulates and coordinates frequency movements of most shortwave stations throughout the world. This report talks about content delivery developments. Audiovisual media is the most rapidly changing segment of industry. This is impacting on the traditional program delivery methods of radio and television, both domestic and international. The digital revolution that started about 20 years ago has changed the way media content is produced and also the way it's been consumed. The habits of listeners and viewers, or consumers, have changed dramatically too. Digital delivery, so-called broadband, is widely considered as the leading technology for the future. But there is still other evidence. Terrestrial, terrestrial broadcasting in many countries is still and remain in the future the main way to guarantee universal access to radio and TV content for fixed mobile and portable devices. No other single platform can replicate these benefits. This was the conclusion of the experts of the European Broadcasting Union in a debate on radio spectrum policy back in 2010. A more recent survey conducted in Europe concluded that media consumers would gain the maximum benefit in the future by the combination of terrestrial transmissions and IP-based platforms, offering the full range of all technologies. Hybrid solutions consisting of radio technologies complemented by broadband, broadband services are expected to be implemented. Unfortunately, there is no in-depth debate yet about the future of international broadcasting. In the present rush to embrace new digital platforms, decision makers have been moving funding away from terrestrial shortwave broadcasting. Yet they are frequently unaware of the properties of the individual platforms and even of the existence and needs of different segments of their audience. The palette of technologies used for content distribution has become varied and the number of ways of delivering content keeps increasing. Consumers are unable to make use of them all at a specific point in time. The choice depends increasingly on their context situation, for example location, personal preference, social position, availability of a device, etc. It's therefore wrong to exclude one technology, traditional radio broadcasting for example, just because the funding is limited and there is a rush to embrace new methods of distribution. Exclusive use of parts of the radio spectrum have been assigned globally to shortwave broadcasting and they are expected to stay in use as a preferred way of receiving radio content by some listeners. The decrease of wireless distribution of TV, domestic and international broadcasting and even of printed media itself 
does not mean that these distribution methods are threatened with a complete extinction. In specific context situations such as natural disasters, periods of social unrest, electricity blackouts, deliberate communication shutdowns or in developing regions, there is no other equally effective alternative to radio distribution. There is an interesting sideline to the current reduction in radio broadcasting. International broadcast bands are still overloaded and the reductions are in fact improving listing conditions there. Frequencies are not individually allocated and the vacated channels can be taken up freely and immediately by other users. Some broadcasters have already started enlarging their radio presence and may become very dominant soon. The number of frequencies is limited. In contrast with the internet, a radio channel does not face the constantly growing competition of the vast number of media sources and other internet attractions. Well, that was an article which was produced and delivered by the High Frequency Coordination Committee, which is the body, international body responsible for coordination and management of frequency allocations for international broadcasting. That's all the information in our program this time. We hope you found the broadcast interesting and helpful for your shortwave radio monitoring. 